Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mid-East Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. We don't often think of the Bible as being scientific, but today, Pastor J.D. reminds us of Noah in his time. Noah wasn't chosen to build the ark because he was a righteous man. He was chosen because his genetics as a human were still in place. Neither he or his family had been corrupted, like so many others, by the fallen angels. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 22nd, 2023. So we know what he's going to do. He's going to seek to steal, kill, and destroy. But that's what he's going to do. Why is he going to do it? Because... He wants to damn mankind in his destruction of the creation. And this is his script, if I can say it like that. This is his program, if we want to call it the software of life. This is his software program, his satanic software program. Got to get that in there. So this chord, let's break, cut, the cord that binds us to them, let's cut it. And so we're not bound to them. This cord is the DNA strand, which is a double helix binding together like a rope. Again, I'm not dogmatic about it, but it is, I would say, very possible. Because I think the view on the part of expositors that, oh, this is just wanting to be freed from God's, you know, judgment and the the binding restrictions on man. I, I get it, but the commands of the Lord are not burdensome. And if you want to free yourself from the Lord, you're going to become a slave. It's actually the other way around. I can, I can get there with that. But when it comes to this, this seems more plausible to me, and I'll explain why. And this is even more interesting. So there are four nucleotides or bases in the human DNA, and the four letters of those four nucleotides are A, T, C, and G. These bases form chemical pairs, AT and CG, which is the DNA double helix. Now what makes this so interesting is when you take the intervals of ATCG and convert the interval number to letters, it spells the name 
of God, the Tetragrammaton, Y-H-W-H. Hey, listen, let me just uh, leave it here. Be a Berean, (laughs) search the Scriptures, do your own research. There are many that have researched this and come to this conclusion, and it is astounding. We're made in God's image. His name is on us. Oh, number six. Oh, Revelation 2. I just got done referencing it. The greatest blessing that could ever be pronounced in the Middle East in Israel, number six, and also in my culture, in the Arab culture, is to pronounce the name of God upon you. When I was growing up, my mom used to always say, Ismallah alaik, see now synonymous for her, Allah was God. Allah is not the title, Allah is the name. So I changed it, Ism Yasua or Yashua. The name of Jesus is upon you, the highest blessing. So when the ironic blessing we know all too well, the Lord bless you, keep you, make His face shine upon you, let His countenance be, you know, and be gracious unto you and give you peace. At the end of that, God tells Moses to command Aaron that he wants his name pronounced upon his people. My name will be upon them. One more. Jerusalem, we saw this. The name of God is literally on Jerusalem. The sheen, literally, and not just on the temple mount, the city of Jerusalem and the valleys the three valleys in Jerusalem. And the sheen looks like our W, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the triune God, His name, literally. We we looked at this, it's been a while now, maybe I'll bring it up again, I just did. But the name of God is literally on Jerusalem, His city is chosen out of all of the cities, of all of the tribes of Israel to put His name on. So again, what's my point? His name is on us. His name is not only on us, it's in our DNA. Y-H-W-H. Just the consonants, no vowels. Yahweh. Yeah, if you're interested, do a, a study on it. I know you'll be blessed. I know I was. That's so cool. <laughs> no wonder Satan wants to alter the DNA. I realize I'm turning an abrupt corner, but I want to come back to this matter of why this yet future DNA, yet future DNA altering vaccine, so-called, is not the mark of the beast yet. Now, I know that I run the risk of an oversimplification when I say this, but this vaccine can't be the mark of the beast yet, because we're not in the seven-year tribulation yet. We actually devoted an entire update to why we're not in the seven-year tribulation. We're not. Now, the reasons we know that this so-called vaccine will yet future in some form become a bio-digital mark in the seven-year tribulation is found in the book of Revelation. Let me just go through them, starting with Revelation 13, 16. He also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead, 
so that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. That's digital programmable currency. Your account can be suspended and controlled and programmed. We've talked about social credit score, climate carbon credit scores. So if you drove your Hummer to the store to buy environmentally unfriendly items, they're going to know it. And they're going to suspend, just like they suspend your social media accounts, or limit you. You've been a bad boy, JD. So you can't buy or sell, and they can control it. And that's where it's all headed. It's already here. The technology is already here. So this uh, mark, which is the name of the beast or the number, interesting, of his name, This calls for wisdom. If anyone has insight, let him calculate the number of the beast, for it is man's number. His number is 666. Six, the number of man. Seven, the number of completion. Eight, the number of new beginnings, and so on. So how does that tie in with the human DNA? Well, there are some who believe and speculate that this mark, however it is, and whatever it is, and whatever form it is, will in some way have a alphanumeric digital code with, instead of Yahweh, it will have not the name of God, but the name of the Antichrist, man. I hope that made sense, because we need to keep moving. Revelation eighteen twenty three. Now this is where we get even more specific as to why we know that this has to be some sort of a pharmaceutical. The light of a lamp shall not shine in you anymore, and the voice of the bridegroom and bride shall not be heard in you anymore. For your merchants were the great men of the earth, for by your sorcery, pharmakeia in the Greek, where we get our English word for pharmacy, pharma, pharmaceutical, for by your pharmakia all the nations were deceived. Ah, Psalm 2, all the nations. Revelation, all the nations. Chapter 18, all the nations. Can I ask you a question? It's rhetorical, I guess. But is it not true that all of the nations of the earth today are being deceived? by this pharmaceutical final solution for the extermination of not the Jews only, but all of mankind. Revelation 9, verses 20 and 21. But the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold, silver, brass, stone, and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk. And they did not, verse 21, repent of their murders or their, here it is again, sorceries, pharmakia, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Now, One more, and this is a qualifier, for lack of a better word, 
not only can we know that this is something pharmaceutical by virtue of these aforementioned passages in Revelation and prophecies, but it would seem that those who have taken whatever this is, it's a medical solution, it's a pharmaceutical solution, and it's now in the bodies, it has doomed anyone who takes it. And they are doomed. Why? Because they're no longer human. And as such, they can no longer be redeemed, because Jesus became a man to die for man. And Satan knows this. So if he can alter the human DNA so they're no longer man, then they cannot be redeemed. That's what dooms them. So Revelation 16.2, the first angel went and poured out his bowl on the land, and ugly festering sores broke out on the people who had the mark of the beast and worshipped his image. Does that sound like an adverse event? Let me say the same thing in a different way. Does that sound like a reaction to an injection? Sores breaking out? These are, again, qualifiers I believe. See, see, God doesn't want us to be ignorant. How many times did the Apostle Paul plead with the early church, don't, don't be so naive, don't be, don't be ignorant. Don't be ignorant of the wiles of the devil. I like that King James version of it. The tactics, the strategies, the, the conspiracies conspiring against mankind to destroy mankind. He wants to doom you and damn you and destroy you, and this is how. And it's a deception. Let me just say this lastly. It's like a, there's a magic spell that's been cast on people. Do you know what I mean by that? I mean, that's the only thing that comes anywhere close to a, an explanation. Other than that, it's inexplicable. How is it? It's, it's a powerful delusion, Second Thessalonians 2. It's like this magic spell. It's a, people are under this demonic spell. Anyway, I'll end the way we began and simply say that while the rulers of nations may have in common this raging and conspiring against Jesus, he gets the last laugh. And then it's His wrath. It's His wrath. I don't know if you noticed when we were reading Psalm 2, the mercy of God. He actually addresses these rulers and says, you guys repent. Repent lest you, and kiss the Savior, kiss Jesus, and bow in worship to Jesus, lest you now have and experience the wrath of God. That's the mercy of God. He's warning them, this is how it ends. And this is how it ends, isn't it? This is the end. And this is why we do these prophecy updates. And I'll take it a step further and say, this is why the prophecy updates have been the way they've been over the last three years. We talked about this on Thursday night. It's not been two years, by the way. My wife and I had a discussion about this. Because pastors don't, you know, we're perfect in our marriages. We have perfect marriages, so we never argue. 
we have intense fellowship, as one said, and so we, we have discussions. So she's going, yeah, the last two years, I'm like, no, in Jesus' name. <laughs> three, let's count, 2020, 2021, 2022, three, three years. Stop saying two, it's been three years. Okay. I thought I'd feel better, but I don't. I feel worse. Sorry. But this is why the updates have been the way they are and will continue to be the way they are, because this is how it ends. This is the end. And this is the good news. What's the good news? Salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. And this is why we end with not only the gospel, but also the ABCs of salvation, which is just a childlike, simple explanation of salvation. So what's the gospel? The gospel is good news. Your debt has been paid, the penalty has been satisfied, and you're free to go. Good news. That's what the word gospel means. What are the ABCs of salvation? Again, just, and please, I find myself saying this almost every week as well. Don't make this into a formula. It's not the way, it's a way. It's something just to equip you with, to have at the ready, should the Lord ever present the profound privilege and opportunity for you to share Jesus with somebody. So what's the A? Well, the A is for admit or acknowledge that you've sinned. Because unless and until you acknowledge that you're a sinner, you're not interested in the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. Usually what you'll find is people will say, well, I'm a good person. Well, you might be a good person, but you'll never be good enough. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. This word sin is an archery term. We've all missed the bullseye. We've all fallen short of God's perfect standard of righteousness. Yeah, but I hit the bullseye like 40% of the time. If you break one commandment, you've broken the whole law. You're toast, you sinner. Yeah, we've all fallen short. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 packages, if I can say it like that, the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? Oh, the wages of sin is death. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the good news. Well, that's the A. Here's the B, and it's very central. In fact, you could say that it's not just as simple as ABC. It's actually just as simple as B. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, If you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Will. And lastly, the C, which comes as an expression of putting your trust in and believing in Jesus. You call upon the name of of Jesus. Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And here's why. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, Romans 10.13, and I implore anyone who might be here today or watching online, if you've never called upon the name of the Lord, I implore you today, today is the day of salvation. Romans 10.13 promises you that all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Saved from what? Oh, hell on earth. Seven years, unthinkable, unspeakable horror and hell. And then at the second coming, hell for all eternity. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but have everlasting life. Again, I implore you today, call upon Him. Today's the day of salvation. Okay, I want to end with today's But God testimony, which is actually more of a thank you letter that I thought would be apropos, given the nature of today's update. It comes from Lee, who writes, Please use only my first name, not surname. I know doctors who've been fired, and a Christian doctor like myself would just make their day. Your prophecy update painted into a corner blew my mind. I'm one of only 15% unvaccinated doctors in the UK NHS staff. We forced the government to cancel their mandates, praise the Lord. Last year, I felt that if I get genetically modified, I couldn't be saved, but didn't know anyone else who thought that. My fellow doctors are fully jabbed. Internet research of Kinsman Redeemer was not helpful. Neither are the churches, but let's not go there. Yeah, let's not. Then I hear you explain Genesis 6-9 with the Arabic meaning, i.e. closer to the original than English Bibles of pure in his genetics. I went, wow! Or shall I say, things that make you go, hmm, just wanted to thank you. Well, you're most welcome. Praise the Lord. We'll close in prayer and song. Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, unto Him be all the glory and praise. I, oh, Father in heaven, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we kind of needed this paradigm shift of sorts, because living in these last days, we are seeing all that's coming against us, but really it's against you. And we know why, and we know what, we know when, and we know how. And thank you, Lord, for in your word telling us the how, what, why, and when, and where. Lord, thank you that we have Bible prophecy. Thank you that you told us what would happen before it happens, so when it begins to happen, believers can lift up their heads and look up, knowing 
that our redemption draws near. And non-believers, when they see the things that you said would happen before they would happen, begin to happen, that they would believe that you are the I am. I am. So Lord, come quickly. Maranatha. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for joining us for today's edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Some of what you've heard today may have encouraged you in your faith, and at times it may have brought up more questions that you would like answered. If you're wanting to get in touch with us, go to jdfarag.org and find the contact link at the bottom of the page. That's jdfarag.org. There, you can let us know some of the questions you might have, and we'll get back to you and try to answer those questions as best we can. While you're on our website, feel free to check out additional teachings from Pastor J.D. If what Pastor J.D. shared today has you really confused about what it means to know Jesus and life beyond this life, there's a resource for you that might be helpful. At jdfarag.org, find the ABCs tab. This will walk you through what it means to have a saving knowledge of Jesus and what that means for you going forward. Once again, our website is jdfarag.org. If you're ever in or near the Kaneohe area, we'd love to have you come join us. Come visit Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times and directions on our website. Just scroll to the bottom and click on Calvary. Again, that's jdfarag.org. Thanks for listening in to the Prophecy Update for today. We hope you'll join us for our next edition of In Spirit and Truth, where Pastor J.D. has much to share with you about what God's been putting on his heart. The Bible and its prophecies are not to be taken lightly. And so we'll keep digging in on In Spirit and Truth.